mama? Welcome back, friends, to another episode of Go Ask Your Mom. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Alicia. And today we are talking about um, trying to not raise entitled kids, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the long and the short of it. Yeah. It was interesting because, it, I mean, it was brought up in a, like, a really roundabout way, and we just started talking about it, and we were like... Now we can't stop talking about yeah, it. Yeah, we should just cover it. And... So we're going to talk about it today. Yeah. But first, we'll talk about what happened um, over the last few weeks. It was a busy couple weeks. <laughs> it was. At yeah. least it felt like it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I took Alicia on a, a roulette date. It was amazing. It was amazing. So I had gotten a sitter for Axel. And I think our initial plan was just to stay in, at least mine. Like, yeah, I didn't have any, you know, expectations or ideas. Um, and Tiffany had just, we, we had seen this idea on TikTok before and Tiffany made it happen. Yeah. You just like take two things and then they are, they just pick one at random and then they're surprised by what it is and then you just go with it. What I really liked about this style of of date is that there were no expectations and no i don't know there was no disappointment it was just it was impromptu but sort of planned you know yeah i was gonna say i think from my perspective as the person who got to pick everything like you had everything planned out you know like Mm -hmm. one way or the other and as the person who is choosing between the two options you're right like zero expectations and so it was so easy to just enjoy our time no matter where we were going and I think it helps that I'm a pretty like spontaneous person (laughs) I don't don't necessarily have to have plans to enjoy myself um or to relax and Mm -hmm. enjoy it but it was really cool to just like okay this is where we're going you know what was the best part of the date (sighs) um I put it on the spot well, I'm trying to remember everything. I mean... It was very memorable, obviously. <laughs> it was really <laughs> memorable, but it was all day long. It was, yeah. Um, I loved going to P.F. Chang's because I love P.F. Chang's. Mm. Um, I loved Insomnia Cookies. Oh, yeah. We hadn't been there in yet. Fayetteville. Yeah, it, was it was so good. good. But, I don't know, going to new places with you, like the, yeah. the retro arcade and stuff like that. And yeah, just, it was just fun. fun I don't know. Yeah. I just always like doing everything with you yeah it was it was really really good so because of that we decided like the very next weekend to do this with our big girls yeah and um, i mean axel came along for the ride but she was also there (laughs) Uh, um and we chose things that we knew that they liked that they'd already done Mm -hmm. um and kind of told them how the day was gonna work yep and um it turns out that our our big biggest big girl uh, has so much anxiety and OCD, and um, it was really hard for her to enjoy herself. It was about halfway through the day before she finally let go of control. Yeah, yeah. She just held on to it hard. She was like, "Can we draw them all?" 
uh, right now so that we can plan the day. And I was like real <laughs> mean. I was like, that's not, that's just not how it works, P. Like, yeah. And she, you know what? She really ended up having such a she good did. day. But, um, guys, it was so bad that we were like, okay, I guess we'll take you back to, to Grammys and, and Maddox will get to do all this. And she and said, she okay. Said, okay, please do. Yeah. She didn't even want to go and do anything fun. In fact, she spent, she spent, um, half of the morning at three of the places that we went in the bathroom, literally dry heaving because she was so anxious. Yeah. So Phoenix obviously has some, you know, we've talked about some of her stuff that she's got going on before. Um, but her, the control and the OCD, um, is, it's just getting hard for her. But I will say she conveniently had therapy that day, yeah, which we, we had planned for. And, and her therapist reminded her, she said, remember the tools that we have mm-hmm. to cope with what we can control and what we can't control. And you know, the ground rules of this game. And these are the things that you know, you know, that it's safe and you know, that it's going to be fun. And like, you know, you've already done nothing's new, right, you know, all the yeah. things. And we did that on purpose. Yeah. Like that was, that was planned because we know her <laughs> and, um, and then she was able to use those tools and she really, she by the end, she said it was, a, it was the best state. She can't wait to do it again, which is great because we realized we need to do this a little more often for her because it is a test in, yeah. in letting just go of to control help just her, a little. Like to help her in life for the things that you can't control and understanding that it's okay that you don't have mm-hmm. control of everything. So it is an exercise we will continue to do. Yeah. And they had a, had a very great day. If you saw the video on Facebook, know that I could have done uh, another reel of just all of the the issues that we had yeah. so obviously uh we are aware that children are kids and uh they're not i mean it's not always peachy keen yeah yeah it's not everything that we put on out there on social media, right, right of course although we try to be transparent about it but still but i didn't show any clips of phoenix dry heaving in any of the bathrooms <laughs> well, well i think i could have done a compil- compilation of all the bathrooms mm-hmm. we spent time in <clears throat> well then we had valentine's day Oh, yes. It was beautiful. Guys, I do nothing on Valentine's Day. I am, I am, if you're wondering how the relationship works, I feel like I plan and, and spoil you a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, um, you know, I like to take over birthdays and Mother's Days and, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, all the holidays. Yeah. Except for Valentine's Day, I take a hard back seat. I don't even try. This year, I really sucked because I don't think I even got you a card, which is really crummy. I'm really sorry no, about that. Nope, don't care. Um, but but I do. I turn into a little bit of a princess. I'm not usually. It's okay. Here's the deal. Like Tiffany's love language is definitely physical touch and time. Like those two things, and she's good to go. Um. <clears throat> And I'm a little bit more complex. Like, I like words of affirmation. I love physical touch and time. Um, but gifts I, apparently is big for me, too. Although I hate opening gifts in front of other people. But that's besides why. But she likes having them. Yeah. But <laughs> Tiffany doesn't really. She's like, cool. Now can we go spend time together? Like, yeah. that's kind of your thing. So um, I don't feel like it's ever. I mean. I don't feel like you resent me when I don't take a like a front oh, seat. Oh no, not at all. You no. like spoiling. I love me. it. Yeah, yeah. 
I it just for whatever reason I've put it in my head that Valentine's Day I apparently just get to sit back and do nothing. I don't know. I like that. Do you? Well, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Sorry, your Valentine's Day here's was crummy. Here's, here's the hard thing. Um, Tiffany had told me about a month in advance about these <laughs> Shelby Lynn cake place like they're tasting boxes tasting box okay <laughs> and i of course took note of it i immediately like screenshotted the thing and was like all right i ordered them the next day like got on the list to get this deluxe box or whatever because she was very she said see how this one has chocolate cake this is the one i want so she was very specific which i appreciate and i never do that yeah and so i <laughs> i ordered the next day and was like okay good to go that was me, you know, being like, whew, wiping my hands. Um, <laughs> just so you know. And uh, then, like, the week before Valentine's Day, she was like, oh, because we're looking at her memories. And for years, Tiffany has shared this Shelby Lynn cake tasting box. Never got it. And never got it. And she was like, oh, my God, I have shared this every single year. I have never gotten one. And I was like, Really? She was like, yeah. And I was like, I'm so sorry, babe. In my mind going, would you just leave it alone? I it was like two days it. before Valentine's I Day. I took care of it. Anyway, so I did get her the tasting box. It was it delicious, was guys. So good. 10 out of 10 recommend. Um, and then I found this really cute local flower shop here in Pea Ridge. Mm-hmm. And she was amazing. Like, she put it together the most beautiful arrangement. They are beautiful. They're still, and yeah. they're still alive. Yeah, they're still doing um, good. Even though my cats are trying to destroy it, it's so beautiful. Big, beautiful Gerber daisies and sweepies and binnies. Oh, man, so pretty. It's really beautiful. So that was really cool. Um, And then another thing I do on Valentine's Day, and I've done it every year for the past five, is I get um, our daughter's flowers as well. So It's so sweet to see their little faces light up when they get flowers. (laughs) It's just a tradition that I'll continue in Phoenix and... It'll be funny if we're, like, out of the house and you're still doing it for us. And I said, uh, that's 100% going to happen. Like, you're mm. going to be getting flowers from your significant other and from your mama. So, <laughs> But not from mommy because she's taking a back seat because it's Valentine's Day. <laughs> anyway, it was, it was wonderful. Also, when do you think that they're going to stop calling me mommy? I mean, Phoenix already calls you just mom usually. usually. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. They just, they, that's how we're kind of defined. Like I'm mm-hmm. mommy and you're mama, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think eventually you'll be mom and I'll be mama. Although yeah. Maddox calls me mom. It's nice and confusing. Yeah. That's fine. It's, um, fine. it's fine. Another thing we did for Valentine's Day with the girls, which I would encourage anybody to do, especially if they have girls. I know that sounds bad because boys needs words of, need words of affirmation too, but Oh, I think little boys would love it, too. I'm sure they do. Um, I just feel like girls are so mean to each other. And to themselves. And to themselves. Um, Guys tend to have a little bit more confidence. Not all of them. Not all Mm -hmm. of them. But anyway, we put hearts on their door every day until, well, until they left for their dads. (laughs) Normally, it would be until Valentine's Day. But... And we just put, you know, things that we love about them. Mostly, (laughs) mostly... um, like emotional things. Yeah, it's very sweet. But I am uh, remembering that. I think poor Maddox. We took turns with the girls. Like one day I'd have Maddox and the next day I'd have Phoenix and and then vice versa. And um, I think that Maddox's door had like three hearts that all said the same thing at one point. Two. 
Uh, at one uh, point at until one I changed point. mine. I literally put the same thing twice. And I, then I put it. No, you put brave. Uh-huh. And I had already put I love how brave you are. I left it. She didn't even notice. Yeah, I did. I also love how brave she is. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I had to change mine. Anyway, it was really cute. And they really loved waking up every morning yeah, and, and reading, reading it. Hearts, so. Sweet. That was it cool. was sweet. Um, the girls went on like a little... I don't trip? know. I don't like even a weekend trip, maybe. I don't even this, know where it this was. This is the premise of our whole like what brought this podcast episode into our minds, right? Like they went on this little. I don't even know. I don't remember really. A little trip. A little trip a little with quick, their quick with, jaunt. <laughs> I don't know with their dad, and um, they came home and they were telling us about the money that they spent, um, which they get money here. They do. Hang for, on, hang on. Start with start with start with the money that they spent. Well, they were just talking about how they spent money, and I was like, oh, okay, do you, like, do chores at your dad's? Like, They said they spent their own money. Yeah. And Phoenix then tells me, tells us that she's got tons of money. Tons of money. At her dad's house. And I was like, huh, so do you, like, do you have to do stuff to get that money, or, like, right? Like, like what was, do you do? What do you do to earn yeah. your money? What's what's up? And she was like, well, it's, like, for, like, keeping our room clean. And I was like, y'all keep your room clean? <laughs> I was like, what, what do I need to, room what do house? I need to pay you yeah. to and keep your room clean? apparently <laughs> every single week, even when they're at our house, they get 20 bucks a week. $10 of spending money, $10 towards savings college car whatever that may be for them um but every single week and i was like oh so you you just get an allowance like you just get money and she was like yeah pretty much and i was like okay okay and this probably an unpopular opinion i know it's an unpopular opinion do you think it's an unpopular opinion well i just i feel go ahead say it okay i feel already like the generation of children that are coming through are very very entitled Yes. They don't know how to work hard. I don't think that's an unpopular opinion. And I wonder, I do wonder if just giving children money without them having to do anything is kind of helping create entitled children. But people have been getting allowance for years. Long time, right? Like allowance is something that's been around for a long time. So does that contribute to it? I don't know. But I have always, I, like, I never got allowance. I also I don't don't ever remember a time getting allowance. But we didn't have two quarters to rub together. Sure. So. But my parents did. And I didn't get paid for chores. Like, we will pay. Well, that's different than, different than having an allowance. Right. But I'm saying I didn't even get paid for doing chores. How like, did you earn money? Did you ever have money? No. No. I feel like I only got it, like, in birthday birthdays. cards. Yeah. <laughs> and Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, that just wasn't a thing, and and I, I mean, I guess it's not necessarily unpopular. We talk, we were talking to, um, you know, my cousin and her husband, and they were talking about how like, no, you should do chores around the house to help out your parents, like as children, but, but not to earn money. Right. It's just you see that your parents are doing all this stuff, and and you you do what you can to pitch in and help, mm-hmm. and it, it's just an expectation, really, mm-hmm. you know. And, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it. And yet, we have a chore system. That they never do. Right. But <laughs> but we do have one. It's, and it's because like, our money's not worth it. It's like literally pennies on the dollar. It's, well, it's, it's not. It's dollars on the, <laughs> just the one dollar on the dollar. It's like, it's like if you, 
I don't know, they have different ones, but like it's like if you if you keep the cat food bowls, like if you continue to feed the cats all week without us telling you, then you'll get a dollar. It's like literally nothing. Yeah. But it adds up. I think all their chores together could add up to be seven dollars a week. Seven dollars a week when they're here and not zero dollars when they're not here because they're not doing anything. Yeah. But that's fourteen dollars a month. Yeah. Times Come twelve months. So, you know. Don't why like, do that? Well, it's why okay. Do do it doesn't matter. I'm horrible, man. That's all right. Don't worry you about can't it. Put me on this you like did that. great. I immediately panicked. <laughs> I was like, "Don't look at me! Don't look!" At I'm me. just saying that, like, like 170 bucks. That's not like chump change for the year for when you're six. Yeah, you know. But apparently, it is when you're making bank elsewhere. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's and again to each their own. Everybody can do uh, the whole parenting thing their own way. I just what do we do as parents to not raise entitled kids? Right. And well, so this is just what kind of sparked it. Yeah. And I had reached out also to a friend of ours who I know for sure she continued to get allowance through college. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I reached out to her and her wife mm-hmm. and just to kind of get some feedback on because I had she's like really the only person that I knew that got allowance. I'm sure some of my friends did in school. It just wasn't talked about. But, um, and so, t- you know, to get some of their feedback. And here's just a little snippet of their conversation. Just a little clip. If you save your money, you can buy something bigger. If you don't, then you can only buy small things. Which is what I said. It teaches them, a pro would be that it teaches them responsibility and how they can manage their money once they get a job. Yeah. If they know, like, I'm going to get this much every either every week or every other week or every month and I if I want to buy this then if I don't get enough then I'll have to save to purchase it or and the con is when you get old you don't get paid to do your housework so like I was saying before there are definitely like it's not necessarily a bad thing allowance like there are pros and cons to everything, right? And yeah, I like. Yeah, and I like how Kaylee said in there. Oh, sorry, name dropped. Um, <laughs> I like how she said in there that like it can teach them responsibility, um, like keeping money track. management. Yes, I money think money management, management is important. Did not learn as a as a uh-huh. child, right? Yeah. So like, I've struggled in adulthood with money management because I I didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. So I can see that side of it. So anyway. So this is what sparked our conversation on entitled kids. And I feel like it's something that Tiffany and I talk about often mm-hmm. just because we, we want to raise humble and gracious kids Yeah, in this and entitled I feel, world. I was going to say, and I feel like it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Well, everything is instant gratification right now, right? Yeah. Like, literally technology is at their fingertips everything i know we were talking recently about i think it was with your with your parents mm-hmm. we were talking recently about how um you know when we were when we were kids you know you you turned the tv on and you had what like three minutes between uh shows to yeah. like get a you drink and go to the bathroom and yeah commercials and there were times and you didn't you just sprinted. Yeah, and you didn't just pause it and then play it when you and then skip it yeah. and then pick a new one. It, you just watched it. Yeah, like whatever that's what, was on. That was what was on. 
Mm-hmm. And in my house, I had like four channels, I think. So yeah. it was like really whatever was on. <laughs> it was fun too. <clears throat> and I know that this is kind of off topic, but like, I love the memories of like me and my brother sprinting to trying the to get all the stuff you needed or whatever, <laughs> and then like sprinting back before the show started. Yeah, you I loved I mean? that actually. And then I loved. Even though looking back now, like we fought so bad about it, but we would always come to the conclusion, like, no, we're going to pick something that we both want to watch. Like, that's, that's Mm -hmm. it. Because we didn't both have tablets where we could just go and watch Mm -hmm. our separate shows. Like we had to decide together on something we liked on the common ground, you know, and that's just not how it is anymore. Mm -hmm. But I think the, the instant gratification definitely kids feel like they should have it now well yeah and i actually when i was um doing my thesis in college i i had a there was a study about um the effects of that instant gratification in technology Mm -hmm. for children and how it releases when they can click a button Mm -hmm. and instantly get what they want how it releases serotonin into their into their systems and it makes them happier it's really interesting yeah um well it doesn't surprise me but but then when you come back to reality we come back away their bodies are used to a certain level of serotonin which is not fathomable like it's not it's not a reachable goal in like the real world Mm -hmm. and so so then there's like this constant disappointment for them yeah and they kind of walk around, entitled kids, they kind of walk around feeling... With a chip on their shoulder. Constantly disappointed. Like, the world owes them something. Right. Here's something that I think you and I kind of differ on a little bit. And yeah. I think your psychology... We differ on a lot of things. Well, I think your psychology major uh, kind of um, made you rethink the way that you parented. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. But, like... I feel like discipline and mm-hmm. and parenting styles can also contribute to entitlement. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with you. I completely agree. It's like, like nature versus nurture yeah. situation. Yeah. But, but I think that, I don't know, and I think that even just a few changes, a few changes mm-hmm. in um, people's parenting style can impact their kids' A lot. I think that our generation who are now raising kids uh-huh. who didn't necessarily get our emotional needs met. Yeah. Because it was a different world when we were kids. Right. We were told to. We're now trying to repair that in our children. Yeah. And I think. It comes at a cost. It is starting to raise soft children. What I mean by that is they're kids who can't overcome adversity. They don't really know how to do hard work because, right, we just hand it to them. Everything's mm-hmm. automatic now, right? Here, like, let me, let me <laughs> help you. Yeah, and, and, and I get, you know, we're teaching them communication skills and, and how to validate their feelings and, and, and help them through those big emotions that we, um, you know, oftentimes had to stuff down and be like, it is what it is. Right. And so we're trying to repair something in us that was damaged, but... Um, you know, it's just like, I feel like kids now talk to their parents like they're friends. And, and not, not every kid, obviously. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and, and vice versa. Parents talk to their kids like they're friends. Yeah. And so kids think they can speak to adults like other adults speak to adults. And that drives me crazy. 
Yeah. I just find it very disrespectful. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's true. And, and I'm saying this with children that currently do that. So please don't think <laughs> that I'm like, my kids are outside of this. Like, no. you know, it's, it's a struggle. Um, and something that we're working on, like, it's hard. It's hard to find the balance of, of validating your children's feelings yes. and creating a safe place for them to talk through those feelings, regardless of what those feelings are. But still raising but respectful, being respectful kids. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. And, and, and kids who work hard and kids who are determined and kids who persevere and kids, you know, they're strong emotionally but also soft emotionally like we want both right yeah yeah yeah, for sure and it's so hard it's so hard to find the but balance. i want you know i want our kids to be able to overcome adversity especially in the workplace like i just feel like the world is so harsh as yeah. they become adults and if they don't know how to do that now or we're not teaching them how to do that now, i was gonna say i was gonna say we don't I mean, we have realistic expectations. Like, our kids aren't going to – no kids are going to be able to, like, just have all that sure. down immediately. Because they're children. They've only yeah, been yeah. on the face of the earth for a few years. But yeah. but the goal is that we're raising them toward this, like you said, so that like they can go into the Like, constantly thinking about the adults that we're raising. Right. Like, are we sending our kids out in a way that they will be able to be successful and okay? Or is this world going to crush them? So it's it's so interesting because I uh, my workplace employs mm-hmm. predominantly children. Right. We have high school and college age students and a handful of of adults that that try to keep it together, and um, it, it's an interesting dynamic to see the difference in work ethic, interview. Mm. Right. Um, protocol. Um, just communication style. And the one thing that drives me the craziest it is, I mean, and I employed some of these, mm-hmm. these girls. And I'm not necessarily talking about the ones that are currently still working there. But, but you know, I've been there for, for a number of years. And when you employ a bunch of children they turn over because they're going to college or because they're, you know, doing other things. You can go into an internship or, or whatever. So maybe not our current staff, but we've had staff and they, they'll they say, okay, I can work on Saturday, but then they'll put their name down requesting off every Saturday. <laughs> I'm like, well, you said you could only work on Saturday. But now you're saying you can't work on any of these Saturdays. Well, yeah, I, I have a nail appointment. Or, yeah. It's my friend's birthday. It's my... Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are you requesting out for your friend's birthday? Uh, yes. Yes, it's my friend's birthday. It's my most annoying one that I get it a lot. Um, but, but, yes, it, it, it's like they want a job, but they don't want to work. Right. I think... It, uh... So, or they want a job when it's convenient. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and I feel like they're so ungrateful when they get it. It's crazy. But I I worked, you know, at a very, very blue-collar job um, before I started working for my current employer. And 
It was hard work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you worked. So the like the sixteen hour days. The demographic of employees that we were getting for this position, mm-hmm. um, which I was a supervisor, so I was sat in interviews yeah. and I interviewed and helped hire, um, is way different. Yeah. Than than even the, you know, um, employees that I have now that report to me. In, in this more, it's more white collar, I guess. Yeah. Um, at, at my past job, it was like athletes. Well, like if they said they were an athlete, we were like, yes, because it was a very physical job. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so you're like the old one, most, yeah. most of the time, if, if you were an athlete through high school or whatever, you learned hard work and discipline and all those kinds of things. So like that was a good thing. And, um, and most of them were older, like, I was one of the youngest people that worked there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, in my department. And um, so anyway, versus the type of employees that I'm dealing with now who literally complain about everything. And I'm like, you're taking calls, you know? Like, <laughs> so it's, it's just very different. Yeah. And yeah. so it's kind of like, I feel like with the positions that we're in, it's like, how do we raise our kids to not fall into the norm of their generation mm-hmm. because it is becoming a norm. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Like, I, I don't know. I want our kids to be resilient. Yes. And I feel like so, so much of their generation is not. Like, when I say, I don't, I said soft earlier, I just feel like they give up if it's not easy. You know, and if, if there's not a clear way out, they can't think through the situation. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we're dealing with our kids now. Like, can you tell me how you can, how, you know, how we can get out of this situation? Yeah, be a problem solver. Yeah. And, you know, just like with Phoenix with her sensory stuff, it's like, hey, babe, you're not always going to have noise canceling headphones with you or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, what tools can we give you now in order to help you when you're working you know, at a daycare as your first job or at, at a gym as your first job. And it's allowed all the time. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how can we, first of all, how, how can you self-regulate? Them, yeah. How can yeah. we give them those tools for those sorts of things? And then also like, Hey, listen, if your boss comes and they critique you, I promise you it's not going to go over well. If you say, I understand that I did that, but here's what you did boss. <laughs> here's what you did to make me react like that. You know what I mean? Instead of being like, I'm so, like, to be able to be self-aware, apologize when you've done wrong, and and even if you might think that other person's in the wrong, are they your superior? Are you know what I mean? To learn to respect authority in appropriate way. I have a story and I can't say any names at all, but it's <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a young employee um, working for me at the time, and she, she I told her a situation, and she informed me that that is quote. Not how she perceived what she did. And I was like, I don't care how you perceived it. I'm your boss and I'm telling you how I perceived it. The Mm -hmm. end. Yeah. You know, so. It's hard because I feel like there is, there is a a time to have an appropriate question of authority, right? You don't just want to blindly follow. Right, sure. Yeah, we don't want to, yeah, you don't want to blindly follow. But I mean, when you're getting critiqued at work, you're having your eval at work, you have to be able That's to... That's a listening time. Yeah, you have yeah. to be able to take those things. It's not your time to talk like you know everything. 
you say you're sorry for whatever mm-hmm. or or say you know what I'm going to work on that mm-hmm. and you move on. Yeah, it's it's for growth. Like yeah. how do we how do we discipline for growth? Right. In children. Right. And that's one thing I like it's honestly a fear of mine, guys, like because I have very strong-willed, independent, very intelligent daughters. Very intelligent. They're very smart. And and so it's hard when, I don't know, it's, just, it's hard to talk through, hey, listen, you're super, super smart, and I don't want to beat you down for that, but you've got to be respectful. And mm-hmm. you have to learn when it when it's, it's just, hear what I'm saying, this is a lesson for later. Right. You don't get, you don't get yeah, to say, yeah. yeah. It's so hard because we are teaching them lessons for later. Yeah. Like, I don't need them to go back and change what happened. Right. But we need them to look forward and look at that situation and say, this is how I can use this tool in the future. Right. And it's so hard because they're nine. Yeah. Because they're six. Right. You know, like, they, man, parenting's tricky, guys. It's so hard. It's so hard. And I, I, I do feel like parenting styles do play a big part huge in how our kids turn out when they're adults or teenagers or what whatever, do you think right? your parenting style is babe discipline what is my parenting style i think you're more free range and do you think that we have found a way to blend them yet or are we still working through that i think I think we've mostly figured it out. Yeah, I agree. I but agree. of course there are times where you're like, babe, stop, talk, like just like, stop. Pick your, pick your, number one, pick your battles. Yes, yeah. But, but also, but also you do kind of beat a dead horse sometimes. I'm my dad. Like, <laughs> I really am. I wasn't going to say I it. I remember thinking as a kid, like, dad, you've said the same freaking thing five times. And then, you know, here I am and I, I like hear myself talking in a circle i see the glazed look in phoenix's eye and i can't stop talking like what you and know? i'm giving you the looks yeah it's like, so hard oh, man. no the but- reason we know kind of about these parenting styles like like free range or whatever is there's this show on hulu oh man called parent test and i listen yeah at first i was like i refuse to watch because i'm gonna feel like crap about myself as a parent well, and also, I thought it was like a competition where they were like cut each other down and like I don't know, but it it wasn't. It's really fabulous, so eye opening, and and everybody on the show, all these different parents, are so kind to each other they and are, like yeah. find the good in all the parenting styles instead of beating each other up for how we're parenting. Finding the good and learning how to tweak your own parenting style. It's just like. I've learned to let so many things go that just really, you know. Yeah, and I think the 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 reality is is that the best parenting style is being able to take a little bit of everything and put it together and and make it work. You know what I mean? Instead of just saying where this kids, is where we're at. Where our kids feel safe, but yeah. they know how to be respectful. They can take feedback. You they know? can they can lead their own way. Yeah. They can um you know like it's like all of the all that they can they can achieve great things and and they know how to work hard to get what they want all the things it's i'm constantly in a dream world right now it's beautiful right (laughs) Uh, guys uh i don't want to sound like i uh know 
that I have like all my stuff together, like all my ducks in a row, because I absolutely don't. Because while Alicia can, um, you know, have to have to choose which which hill to die on and, and learn to let stuff go, I have to like pick things up because I am the queen of letting things go to the point where sometimes I am completely ignoring everything that's going on. She, there's this. Did we talk about that um, the time in the car? I, I don't know. Like. I don't remember. I don't remember. I'll I guess... tell you again. <laughs> I'm sorry, bear with us through a story if you've already heard it. But um, we were driving home in the car, and we uh, had oh, oh we, we did over. no, I'm we we did? did we did tell this story. Okay, I think where I, I like know. squeezed Tiffany's hand because what I, I felt like you know our daughters were being disrespectful. And she just like squeezed my hand back and kept going. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm overreacting. Because she tells me this later. And I was like, oh, I thought you were just telling me that that you loved me. And I was like, oh, I love you too, babe. And she was like, were you listening to anything that was happening? Yeah. I was like, nope. Yeah. Nope. So I have to be more attentive in my parenting. <laughs> and also I feel like Tiffany told me once that I discipline or that I parent like a dad sometimes. And... I, you know, I, I understand that I can be, I can be hard and my expectations are really high. They, they really, really are. And I expect my kids to know how to work hard and, you know, not everything is just handed to you and, and you have to be respectful and, and grateful and all that kind of stuff. Um, but Tiffany's way of threatening them or whatever will be like... Quit kicking the back of my seat or I'm going to cut your feet off. Or did they laugh? You know, it's just yeah. like a whole bunch. Of, and so. But guess what they do? They stop kicking the back of the seat. Not always. But oh. but now that we're into more serious things. Yeah. I was going to say the seat is nothing. It's. The, I do tend to make a joke about things that need to be serious. Yeah. And and it is something that I am actively working and on. And we've talked about that. Yeah. Like, because I don't want to always be the hard parent, especially as, and I talked about as this last time. As a step parent, yeah. As a stepmom, like, yeah. it's already hard enough. Granted, I am so lucky and I feel like I have such good relationships with the girls. And I've never forced them to call me mama, but they have always called me mama. And so I feel super blessed by that. But it is hard and mm. I don't want to always be hard. Do you know what Phoenix said the other day? She was, I think to us both, she was like, I hope you guys never get divorced because I think going to three houses would be really hard. Yeah. And, and I thought that was absolutely adorable. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't think of you like their stepmom. Yeah, like because... I would still be their parent. They'd have to come see me. Well, that is true. That's, no, that's just what she was thinking. You know? <laughs> but, that's awesome. but yeah, like, like the courts would be like, all right, now yeah, we're going to do exactly, it three ways. Exactly. <laughs> I just, I... But Maddox is becoming I, more and more like me. Maddox has always been like you. I know, but so usually when she can't find something, you know, it's because she's walked in a room and she's twirled around a couple times and she says she can't she's find it. She's cute and flighty. And so I come in there and I say, well, maybe if you open your eyes and look around for a little bit, you'll find it. Doesn't she sound like a Southern dad? So that's... <laughs> Mom's just go in here and open your eyes. Look so, around. So Move some stuff. Tonight I hear her tell Tiffany she really can't find her headphones. She goes, I opened my eyes and I looked around. <laughs> and I thought, oh gosh, that one's really stuck with her. So yeah, very funny. But um, anyway, we're we're trying. I know you guys are trying. Like, how... hey, if you guys have tips and tricks, yeah. On... How to not raise entitled How can kids. we raise kind, humble, hardworking, and resilient children? 
I do think we need to sign up to, for them to volunteer. Yes. Like as a family, all yeah, of us. Yeah. So if you have a great um, option for, for where yeah, we should volunteer, volunteer that would be great. Um, and also watch the parent test. No lie. Like it is so good. It was so good. I really enjoyed it. It's I really hope good. Um, that you guys enjoy it. If you do watch it, let us know. Um, let us know because we want to hear about it. And also, if you watch it, let us know which parenting style you think you align with. And which one you think is, like, which one you aspire, aspire to be. Yeah. Ooh, wow. That's oh. Good. Jeez. <laughs> um, Sorry, guys. I can't talk anymore. <laughs> um, speaking of giving us feedback, we did run into a listener this week. Oh, yes. Yeah. My sister at heart. Oh, no, no. No. We're not there yet. Oh, we're not there yet. Almost. But okay, just kidding. We ran into a listener this week, and we, listen. Here's here's the complete transparency. We were waiting in the parking lot for to have to go into work. <laughs> we we're listening to a very, very smutty, smutty book, audio book. And guys, I had never listened to anything smutty, <laughs> and then I read a, a Colleen Hoover book, which was which was great, but um, very heterosexual uh which is also fine except <laughs> i'm not so uh it was still a really great book by the way but um we were listening to a, a book in the lgbtq section of of smut and uh it was heated and then a listener came in uh, like knock like, on our window a friend of ours who rolled out the window i'm like oh hey she was like i thought that was you guys i was like sorry you're listening to smut and she goes she goes girl you gotta be careful one time my husband was listening and and had turned it off and turned the car back on later when the kids were all in there and then and then this book was on i'm like oh i gotta be careful yeah <laughs> so that was good advice we appreciate that <laughs> I do appreciate that advice. Yeah. So shout out. Thank you so shout much. Shout out to our listeners. Um, okay. I think that that pretty much wraps up our our random ranting about entitled children. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Right. I did want to. I did want to say that um, we had one more listener reach out to us this week um, about last week's episode about the, the it was mm-hmm. last week's episode, the mm-hmm. sister's episode. Yeah. And, um, and she had some interesting things to say. This is my sister at heart here. We're going to play just a little, um, clip of the audio, um, piece that she sent us, but she, uh, was, she's an only child, um, raised by, uh, a, mostly, mostly raised by a single mom. And, um, my stepsister and I, we're very close friends of hers, and and she provides a really interesting perspective of of being, um, being an only child, but feeling like she has siblings. So listen to that. Towards the end, you both said that you wish that you you were glad that you were not an only child, um, and being an only child, you know, <laughs> I do understand that sentiment because at times being an only child with a single mom, like. It did get lonely, but I was so fortunate to have Tiffany and Michelle growing up. And even though we were not raised like sisters and there were time, like it took a long time for Tiffany and I to 
have the kind of relationship that we had, especially in high school and beyond. Um, Michelle and I had always been the closer ones because our moms had been friends since they were three. But my mom seriously made me feel like you guys were my sisters. But honestly, like listening to those stories and stuff, I feel so blessed because I do feel like Tiffany and Michelle are my sisters. And not just sisters at heart, but like my mom didn't refer to either one of you as my best friends. She would be like, your sisters. So thank you so much for um, sending that in and sharing that perspective because I think that it's um, it's awesome. And, and um, we didn't mean to say that it's uncool to not have siblings. Right. Just that we <laughs> don't have that perspective of being only children. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, but, but that was all for this week. Um, except for what'd you ask your mom? Um, are we going with what, what did we ask our moms or what did our, what kids, did our kids ask, ask us? us this week? Well, Phoenix asked about a sleepover. Which happened. It did happen. Yeah. But then I think she got overstimulated and is now very tired. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That, that's kind of how kids sleepovers work. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, and then Maddox this week, here's, here's a little, uh, fun little story. So, um, a couple weeks ago, Phoenix had a friend from school over and, um, her little best friend from next door over and they're all playing in her room and I hear Maddox go in there, um, and she's really wanting to play with them. But then I hear her say, Phoenix, don't push me and all this stuff. And I'm like, girls come here. Mm-hmm. And so they come in and I looked at Phoenix and I said, I know what it is like to be the older sibling and you'd want your younger sibling to leave you alone. And then I looked at Maddox and I said, I know what it's like to be the younger sibling and just want to play with your older sibling and their friends. And Maddox's face was like super confused. And I was like, Maddox, stay out of Phoenix's room. Phoenix, don't put your hands on your sister. Right? <laughs> and Maddox goes, but how do you know what it's like to be the younger sibling and the older sibling? And I said, well, let's think about it. You are Phoenix's little sister, right? She goes, yeah. And I was like, but you're Axel's older sister, right? She goes, yeah. And I was <laughs> like, like so, shock and fear. So eventually you will know that feeling. It was really cute. So, mm, yeah. What would you ask your mom? Um, we've been talking a lot about our Disney trip uh, in, in May. We're taking the girls to Disney for their birthdays. And... Um, Mom and I have been talking a lot about it, so I've asked her about a million and a half questions about Disney, about transportation, about about it's going to be amazing down days, and mm-hmm. I don't know, just literally a million things yeah. about Disney, all things Disney. Yeah, her thoughts and opinions, and and guys, I love planning a good Disney trip, so I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, I asked my mom about a cruise. You going on a cruise? We are. I just don't know when. Hmm. We, you know, here's the thing. Cruise prices right now are crazy cheap. And so Tiffany and I at first were like, yeah, let's do it. But we've never, like, I've been on a cruise, but, like, it was right when Tiffany and I first started dating. And so I was basically miserable the whole time just because I missed her. Um, And so I don't really know what's going on. Um, But my mom and my aunt have been on a ton of cruises. And so... Um, I think we're probably just going to wait and go with them. And yeah, I think it's more fun. Probably some of their classmates because they're pretty fun. They're pretty crazy. <laughs> they are fun. They're wild. But I, I think it's more fun to go on a cruise with, with friends. Yeah, part of the environment, right? Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. But my um, 
my parents have a timeshare in Mexico. And so they're like, why don't you guys go to Mexico and stay in one of these hotel rooms? I'm like, she's like, they're like, it's a five star all inclusive. I'm like, well, twist my arm. (laughs) So maybe we'll do that. Yeah. So anyway, um, let us know what you asked your mom, what your kids asked you. Um, give us some feedback on how to help our kids not be entitled. And um, go watch us, the parent test. And, and yeah. let us know. We appreciate you guys for listening. Mm-hmm. Our numbers continue to climb. And so we know that you guys are sharing uh, this podcast with others that would hopefully get some laughs out of it and some camaraderie in, in parenting. So keep spreading the word. Um, enjoy our new artwork. By oh, the way, yeah. shout out to Jude. Yeah, our cousin Jude, who um, he's 13 and he's like so, so incredible, so talented. He made 25,000 changes because my wife's indecisive yeah. about the artwork. Yeah, uh, it was commissioned work, though. So uh, he did get paid. But uh, anyway, we are so appreciative of him. If you ever need anything uh, like that, reach, yeah, reach out, out to me. We'll, we'll hook you up. Anyway, thanks, guys. We will talk to you guys next week on Go Ask Your Mom. Bye. Bye.